In recent years, American culture has been calling for tolerance. Tolerance so that we can all coexist, live together uh, harmoniously as, as individuals, free thinkers, free speakers, uh, have our own ideologies, and still commune together in the same society. Tolerance now is becoming intolerance. Let's go. Hey there, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And this is the Silent Planet Podcast. Um, today we're, we're discussing some, uh, well, we've talked about cancel culture. This is kind of related to it, but not specifically cancel culture, even though it is a form of canceling, I suppose. Um, we're discussing uh, free speech. We've, we've kind of been noticing there's been a lot of, uh, and, and at this point, you know, once again, we record these episodes in advance, so there might be further developments. But with the, uh, the social media app Parler that's been, you know, kicked off of Amazon and Google, Apple and all that stuff. You're not, you know, allowed to be on it from there or at least download it from their sources. Um, there's a lot of uh, right, the president of the United States is the president of the United States and has been banned from all these social media apps. Yeah. Um, Twitter Nazis. Twitter Nazis. The, yeah. tw- the Twitter Nazis have taken over and decided, you know, who, who on what platforms are going to be allowed to say what. Yeah. And um, the um, I think even uh, Bill Maher again I hate agreeing with him because on so many things we don't agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he would say that the, it's a liberal position to believe in this idea of free speech. Yeah. Yet liberals are shutting down free speech. This right? uh, you've you've said, and this is something I, I've said I said before we started the episode. You and several of our episodes have talked about this serpent that eats itself, mm-hmm. and this is uh this is where we're at. We're getting to this point. Um, as I said in the beginning, as the as the opener for for years, well not years, but more recent years, um, liberal people in general, left liberals, um, have been calling for for tolerance, and and this is all you can see it in in. History in general, and then in more recent history, um, that that's more directed towards like the Westboro Baptist Church kind of people screaming at gays and people standing outside abortion clinics and screaming and cussing at people. And and, and I'm not going to condone that behavior. That's not right at all. You know, as Christians, we're supposed to love everybody. We are supposed to be tolerant, you know, Um, but they've been calling for the tolerance. And, and, you know, at this point, I'm not going to reference the the whole thing. There's no no point in doing that. But I, I was in this conversation recently with somebody uh, on Facebook, which they they disclosed to me that um, or disclosed is not really the right word. But they basically revealed their position on this topic that um, to tolerate an individual. So, for instance, being an in, a friend with somebody that's uh, if you're a Christian or Orthodox Christian in my my case, and you have a friend that's trans or LGBTQ, whatever it is, but you don't accept their uh, ideologies as far as gender identity, the way they do life, um, that you are tolerating them. And to tolerate somebody is bad now because it, because it insinuates this underlying, um, like, let me, let me use the, the, uh, I guess the example, uh, to tolerate something would be like, uh, everybody knows what it means, but in, in a word picture, you're tolerating a child screaming at the top of its lungs. It has no, it doesn't know any better, mm-hmm. right? It's painful to your ears. It hurts your heart. And, you know, you have, you'll have to hold it and coddle it. There's a lot that goes into it. And that is tolerance for sure. But the problem I I run into with this is in any of my friendships with the LGBTQ community, which I have several in the past and and a couple now, not, not so many anymore. And it's not uh, willingly, but just COVID related, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, The problem I have with this is it insinuates that I have this discomfort being around them and with, with their friendship, because once again, to tolerate something means there, there is something that I have to endure that I'm not okay with. Well, I don't have to endure anything just because I disagree uh, politically or on a, a personal level of, of opinion, which, which it is absolutely opinion. That's not me tolerating anything because I'm not going through anything. Right. I understand that um, everybody's uh, personal opinions are, are their own. And, and I, I get the whole point of the argument is that it's, it's not accepting that individual regardless, yeah. regardless of, of what I think personally, I'm just not, I'm just not accepting them. But once again, tolerating, uh, using the, the term tolerating is insinuating that I have this underlying problem with them. That's constantly there every time I'm with them. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've created again, 
<clears throat> we're going to weigh in on your relationships here, right? Mm-hmm. From the outside, we're going to weigh in on your relationships. And you've got a friendship with somebody who, you know, is same-sex attracted, mm-hmm. right? And, and of course, you know, if you're a Christian, you in your heart of hearts believe that's not God's will in their life. That's not the best life they could be living, mm-hmm. right? That, that, uh, um, that is sinful and that's, that's, it's not great, but you've also, you're friends with this person and, and there's an understanding there that you live and let live and that, you know, you, uh, uh, don't make that an issue that the two of you come and discuss you don't remind them of their um uh sexual orientation every time you hang out you just hang out right yeah you you you, you've uh, established like a live and let live and and that you can agree to disagree and everybody's fine with it you can get on with life and the relationship goes on just fine right but we're gonna weigh in from the outside. And the and woke narrative is going to come in and say, no, we, we won't even allow that anymore to be on the table. Right. The option to agree to disagree. We are going to therefore now weigh in on this relationship and say, if you have not lock, stock, and barrel uh, jumped on board with the decisions they make in their life, it's not okay to just sit back and say, you know, it's not, it's, it's not my life. It's your life, and I love you, and we have a friendship, and... Um, right, I, <laughs> but it, it gets equated. That's the problem: is it gets equated to uh, classism, where where the individual who disagrees with the gender identity stuff or what whatever it is. I mean, what, what at this point, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, it, it doesn't be, matter. It could be so. It becomes a classist issue, right? You, they're they're saying that subconsciously, a person who disagrees with somebody's personal identity choices is classist. They think that they are better than them, superior. Um, and, and then since dehumanizing, which is a term that was used. Um, but once again, that's, <laughs> I, I don't, not, not one time in my life have I ever recalled feeling better than somebody at most times. In fact, I'd say probably a good, um, 90% of my life never thought I was good enough to be in anybody's presence. Let, let alone thought I would be better than somebody. At this point in my life, I've, I've gotten to this point where I'm actually comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I'm not really worried about what people think of me. But I, I feel like this, uh, and this isn't, I guess, well, to clarify, this isn't me like upset because somebody thinks something of me. But it's, I mean, it's a very important topic. Uh, and you can see how this um, call for tolerance uh, has become kind of a twisted version. So tolerance has become a twisted version of of what it used to mean. There is no such thing as tolerance anymore. Yeah, because that because would be idea. that would be a tolerance. Yeah. If you're friends, then you've obviously reached a point where you are tolerating whatever it is that might be a point <laughs> of conflict or disagreement there because mm-hmm. you're friends, right? Um, I many friends that have a different worldview than I do. And we regularly have little debates, whatever, on on uh, Facebook or you know, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, and, and some of them are closer friends than others, mm-hmm. right? Some some of them um, don't have any problem taking off the kid gloves, so to speak, and hitting below the belt. Yeah, and and yeah, sometimes I'll I don't think I punch below the belt, but I will hit back. You know, just yeah, as hard, of course, on on Facebook, uh, but th- but then there are are some of them where our worldviews are are massively still just as different, and yet at the same time we can share a joke about how different they are. Yeah, right. Or or you can even sass the other person when you're in their presence and be like. Oh great! Here comes here you come with all that hippie liberal crap again, and they'll laugh and you'll laugh, and you know it's yeah. like y- you can share a drink with them and hang out, and you're tolerating the difference of opinion because the relationship's more important, right? Right? Because that's really what it's about—the fact mean, that you love this other person. So that's what tolerance actually looks like. But they want to take that tolerance off the page. No, if you're in the presence of someone who doesn't agree with you on everything, yeah. then it's it's a, a hit below the belt or cancel them. Yeah. Stop having any friendship or relationship at all. Right. Then there's nothing tolerant about that. Right. Now I, I in this in this current or well, I guess in, in just the instance that I, I was experiencing, um, it was very, very isolated into like an identity thing, like a personal identity thing. 
um, either being a choice, not being a choice. Those those were the arguments. But I, I, we're seeing now in in, um, in more recent events with our with our election process and all that stuff, um, how this tolerance uh, and intolerance is being applied into other um, other areas. So, i.e., like Facebook and stuff, you're going to get canceled if you if you put a. Uh, I think the they they came out and said any any picture of the the riot or it's not even really a riot, the quote-unquote insurrection on the Capitol. Any picture of that, they're going to take it and delete it. If you put up a video on YouTube and it has anything to do with uh, voter fraud, they will delete it and remove it. Mm -hmm. That's it. This is uh, intolerance at its finest when, like I said, liberal culture for the longest time has been screaming for tolerance yeah now that we've got tolerance because like this is a, a position that i hold um in general most issues uh of intolerance i, I don't really see anymore for coming from um the mass of christianity there's obviously going to be those different sects that still you know protest and scream you're going to hell if you're gay whatever that's that's unavoidable it's the same as um there's always going to be a racist somewhere there's always going to be a misogynist somewhere there's always going to be a jerk somewhere who's just spoiling the game for everybody else but the masses right now, I'm not seeing this on intolerance. And and now that there is nothing to complain about, well, now we have to call tolerance intolerant. There yeah. is yeah. no tolerance. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, um, this actually had reached kind of a a, 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 a healthy place yeah. for a while. And so somebody has to then make a stink about it because, oh, my gosh, it's kind of reached a healthy understanding of live and let live mm -hmm. so now we've got to not just let live we can't right. live and let live if somebody disagrees with me and i'm in the woke position here like it's it's your calling i guess to give them a hard time make their life hell uh and until they uh acquiesce the yeah. yeah to on your worldview, I keep seeing a, a a clip. It's interesting that I'm thinking of this at the moment. I guess if I don't say it, I won't be able to let go of the thought. But uh, I keep seeing a clip um, uh, as I go through social media stuff, YouTube or whatever, of um, TV show I didn't really ever watch that much either. But it's a clip from the Golden Girls. And it's a picture of one of you the know, ladies. I actually just have to admit. I love that show, and I've oh, seen yeah? probably every episode. Interesting. Not not something that everybody would be super proud of, but I don't care. It's great. Oh, yeah? So continue. Well, no, I just <laughs> never never got into Golden Girls, whatever. It, there weren't any ninjas on Golden Girls. <laughs> right. no, no, there's no killing on Golden Girls, right. you know? Like, it couldn't Explosions. Get, it's, this ain't Cobra Kai, man. <laughs> this wasn't directed by Michael Bay. Right, exactly. So, you know, Sam snap, nap, nap. Oh, no. That's ain't going to do yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it was an episode of Golden Girls where, and so you'll remember it, no doubt, one of them is preparing to host an event from, like, the Southern Daughters, yeah. whatever, and uh, she has unwittingly put up, a con in her decorating, a Confederate flag. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she has a friend, and it's played by Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Yep. War Machine, right, comes in. And he's able to address her as a friend the way a friend should. Yeah. And it's it's a loving, uh, tender conversation where she sees, okay, now I understand why this is something that is scary. Well, and here, here's here's another important part about it is in the moment of this discussion, she actually protests just a little bit. And she says, what am I supposed to do about this? It doesn't mean that for me. Right. And then he politely says, I know it doesn't. This is the hard part is that for you, you have to understand that's all it means for me. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's polite, cordial. And yeah. then she, and, and you can see she's frustrated about it. He allows her to have the frustration. He allows her to go through the emotional process of this isn't right. This isn't what I, I meant it. And I'm being, I'm being brought into this light of racism when I'm not a racist. Yeah. But he allows her to understand it, deal with it and then move forward. Right. Right. As friends. And it makes, it's the change, yeah. right? The change actually happens, but it happens because there's a relationship there. Right. There's a relationship and there's an understanding already that I, I care about this person and then they're able to see it mm -hmm. from their point of view, right? That is not how the left is having their discussions. Nowadays, right no, now. not, not at all. They're, 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 <laughs> in fact, it's, there shouldn't be a relationship there. Right. Right. 
that this should be canceled. The way Cheadle should have handed it, handled it should have been by um, violence and protest and going to her boss and getting her getting her fired. fired. Well, I guess yeah. going to whoever whoever's in charge or above her and getting her removed or getting yeah. mobbed together to destroy it, whatever it was. That's what would have happened now. Right. It would have been getting blasted all over social media and then every um, social, I know every social justice keyboard warrior would right. start typing out daggers and, and hatred and spitting exactly. all this acid all over the place and uh, being more and more divisive. And, and, and they, like I said, th these ideologies are very divisive in that when people do that, the, uh, I, I don't want to say the silent, uh, silent uh, majority, I don't want to really call any specific groups out or anything but people that would agree with her in this situation if this was a, a current whatever if people that would agree with her and say well yeah it doesn't mean that for me it, it doesn't matter then how it was handled at that point that you have now you've segregated the two um the two different parties mm -hmm. uh, like very very heavily so all the people that are you know typing daggers and attacking this woman for for the way she handled the situation they're all slapping each other on the back and swarming like vultures all over each other's posts high-fiving each other and as i like to say scorekeeping and playing goalie yeah. when the conversation has nothing to do with you right jumping in and liking oh good job let me encourage you while you're being mean and vicious to somebody exactly yeah and then everybody on the other side is going i you all are a bunch of lunatics and jerks and now I'm going to lump you all in a basket together. We're going to go band together with our conservative friends and hang out. Now we look like racists. Right. It's a very, very terrible situation. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, the it is uh, again that that uh, process of separating people more and more and more by their ideologies, which yeah. you know the um, social media will do. It'll push us further further apart but one way to stop that is stop being an asshole <laughs> i mean for crying out loud it's yeah. when it's not your business you don't need to jump in and, and comment on everything yeah. or do the scorekeeping process um or, uh, or uh weigh weigh in on a conversation of someone you don't know either party and you're not actually contributing anything at all no, you're but just you trying start to the be character a, yeah. assassination. So you've got two people that know each other that are having a debate. It could even be a heated debate, but they know each other. Yeah, they know how to relate to each other online and offline. They know how to discuss, have a discussion with each other, and then you're going to interject your uh, because it's in a public forum. You're going to interject into this conversation, but you don't interject new information. Right. To support one side or the other. You're not sharing an article or something like people do that too, but no, you get on there and, and start adding the character assassination now. Yeah. Why do you even talk to this clown? Uh, yeah, this clown. Why do you why do you <laughs> the have clown anything, emoji is really any, popular right anything now. to do with this racist yeah. so and so? Da 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 da. Who even is that? Which which to the other person, the person who's being accused of racism or whatever it is. It puts this like pressure on them now that now that th now this uh, this conversation is two versus one. It's becoming a fight at this point, and and they're feeling this pressure that the conversation is going in an aggressive, um, negative right. direction right. rather than it than than it just being two people having a conversation. I we've got a <laughs> Sam and I have a mutual friend. Um, well, Ryan, he didn't give, he didn't care. He didn't That's right. It's care. my buddy. He, it's my buddy Ryan. I'll give him a shout out. He uh, he is one known for uh, putting up very controversial uh, political stuff on. You Facebook. know, he knows it is too. He doesn't care. Either. He doesn't care. And he that's care. that's his business and prerogative. But it's something that I I, I can I can see very very often is um, of a lack of desire to actually converse and debate with him. It's more he posts something and then everybody comes out of the woodworks. They all alert. They all alert each other and tell each other, "Oh, Ryan's made a post. Let's go. He's get done him. it again. Let's go, go get, get him. him. And go so get they, him. They they tear down. You know what? It's not helping. Y'all aren't actually pushing Ryan to a more median no, there. No, right? it's, and, it, and, it only radicalizes somebody. Right. When they're under constant attack. Right. Even if they may have said something kind of stupid. And, not, and that's not to say Ryan is is uh, being pushed to be radical right, right now. now. Or he is radical. It can that's push anybody once that assault comes out. Yeah. Right? And it can be something totally... Um, uh, I, I can remember it wasn't that long ago um, with the first election when, um, you know, it's... <laughs> 
you've got you've got a few options here of somebody you're going to vote for 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 president. They don't get into that situation without being, you know, somewhat logical and then they go through the primaries and all that. So mm-hmm. needless to say, primaries are done and Trump's going to be the Republican candidate. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do about it at this point. He's going to be the Republican candidate. And this is I'm talking 2016. Yeah. Right. This is the first time around. So if you want to vote at all for the Republican Party here, all of a sudden it becomes a now you're you're all for Trump. Well, we the other option here is Hillary, <laughs> you know, which which way are you going to go? Arguably, well, has no, a, <laughs> it, it yeah. was treated like, no, there is there is the right way. And then there's Trump. Yeah. And Mary had friends she had had since, like, being a little kid. Yeah. That were, like, very vicious in their attack. And, like, that they weren't going to talk to her anymore. And that she obviously was pro... And she hadn't even put up anything necessarily pro-Trump. Maybe she'd said something that was pro-life. Yeah. And that was enough for them all to start swarming. Yeah. Right. Like and I, I said, vicious I got vultures. on there and I attacked them, right? Standing up for her. As you should. I was like, no, you won't talk to her that way. Get a grip, right? Y'all been friends too long to make this an issue. Guess what? Worst case scenario in eight years, this story's over. Yeah. Politics at best have a lifespan of eight years. Right. Right. We may be looking at, we probably won't be looking at for Biden. I don't know that he's going to make it four years plus another four. Nah. Right. I don't think we'll the other, see. I don't think the other side believes that either, <laughs> that he's actually going to make another run, you know, a second run. Right. But let's say worst case scenario, Biden's in office for eight years mm-hmm. from now. I'm not going to cancel somebody that's a good friend of mine. Because we have a political debate over this. This is because a, <laughs> guess what? In eight years, it'll be history. It yeah. won't matter at all. But that's not how it was treated. And this, the lifespan of that, only went four years yeah. for Trump's campaign. Right? Uh, it, it's it just it doesn't make sense to me. And yeah, that I have a feeling the parties in question are still angry at me. Yeah. But it took the heat off of her. And she's friends again. She's on speaking terms with them again. They can talk. They can see each other, whatever. <laughs> they haven't laid, we haven't been, though, in mixed company where the yeah. men have been invited, too. Yeah. Um, but that needed to happen. Right? I needed to shut that down, and I did yeah. shut that down. And I don't feel bad about it. I would go back again, and, and by and all means, I would slap that that thing right back where it's supposed to go Let, let's, like let's verbal also, slappage let's, let's also draw the difference here between what you did and canceling yeah no I, this isn't canceling when you're talking about defending a person being attacked by three four people right and she's my wife right and they're attacking the character yeah of this woman they know they know better than yeah. to say the things they said about her Right. Well, and it's it's just the same. It's like for for any anybody because there was a, a a point, some point this year, um, where I I was called I was called a white supremacist, and and when when obviously the 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 things that were happening in our in our society or in, in America, um, as far as racism goes, obviously it draws a lot of questions, you know, to your mind. You you start thinking a lot, and then and then somebody actually that you care about and love. And, and knows you and has known you since you were young says you're a white supremacist you know it, it makes you wonder and so I, I would ask people I'm like gosh am I you know am I complicit am I am I a racist is there something going on here and hundred percent of the time I get no so it's it's like it's it's crazy depending on what it, it's it's dependent on what kool-aid you've been drinking yeah I just I if think you it's buy into insane. the Robin D'Angelo's version of history and the systemic it doesn't matter it doesn't you don't have to uh uh you don't have to have a case that proves um that that uh, you're racist in that if you're the wrong color you're automatically racist yeah as far as that goes there's no winning there right there's there's no way you can get around that they've even gone as far to say and they have People may say, no, where is that? Go find that. It's there. Trust me. It's not that hard to search for either. That the the whole push for that movement, this woke narrative of what systemic racism and intersectionality and all that means and white guilt, 
um, what comes with that is you, you can't even uh, uh, prove your non-racism by marrying somebody of another ethnicity or adopting or adopting yeah. kids. Yeah. You adopt kids from Africa, orphan kids from Africa. You just did that because you're racist. Because you want to prove how not racist you are. You just did that because you're racist. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and and you just married that woman because, or that man, because you're racist. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're married now. You've like started a, a family with this person, yeah. a life commitment, but in it's, it's only because secretly you're trying to hide the it's, fact well, of your subconscious. white guilt. They, they think it's subconscious. Oh, my <laughs> God. Talk about somebody that needs to be slapped yeah. hard. Yeah. Very hard. Um, but people are listening to that. Right. You know, stop listening to those, those well, narratives. The, the people that are listening to it, I, I, there's a, you can see like a common, common theme in um, like their mannerisms, their behavior, the way they dress, what they listen to, where they go, who they hang out with. It's, it's like a self-important thing. They, they think that by doing this, they are, which is really interesting if you, if you look at this argument the, of classism and stuff like that based on tolerance that I was talking about before. There's like this classism embedded, like ingrained in the way they do this, um, where they think that they are better than you by, by telling you that you are intolerant because you're tolerant, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 in, it's literally just them now calling let me, themselves Let me understand out, you know? this, right? You, you have found a balance between disagreeing with somebody in the matter of the worldview, but still caring about their character and having a relationship with them. And, yeah, no, you're racist. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, no, you don't get to weigh in on that. Yeah. Um, because the, the, the whole point, my whole point as we were getting into this and bringing up the golden, golden girls thing is that doesn't work to even change people. What are they thinking they're going to do? Right. By running around calling everybody... Uh, uh, racist or homophobic or, or whatever intolerant yeah or whatever. It is in so much as um, um, they they claim they want tolerance they're so fast to place a label nowadays onto somebody label boom cancel them label boom cancel them right they're so fast to do that now and and my whole point in that is that the, the, the uh, that's not what they do on golden girls there's no labels there there's right. two people who care about each other. There's a relationship already established, mutual respect. And they have a hard conversation. And because of mutual respect and love and relationship, one of them changes their understanding. There, there is an awakening there. There is a, a, a changed mind and changed heart. And if you really want to change somebody's mind or somebody's heart, you have to do it with relationship. That's the only way it works. That's the only way it ever worked. Guess what? They still bring up the Crusades all the time as that big black mark on Christian history. That's because it was. Guess what? It doesn't work to to try and get people to convert by threatening their life. Right. Showing up with the sword, spear, or the AK-47, whatever it is. That type of force never works. If you want to change someone's mind change someone's heart, you, you have to get to know them. You right. have to be a part of their life. You have to be somebody they come to care about as much as you care about them. And then when there's a relationship and mutual respect there, you might be able to have a hard conversation. And but that that's can the change whole point. someone's mind. That's the whole point. They're not after that. That's not what they want. They don't want the relationship. Right. They want to be right and they want the, the satisfaction of, in their mind, shutting down uh, and, and putting to rest some, some bigot or some terrible person. So they create these boogeymen that they chase after, and they apply this boogeyman stamp to you, regardless if they know anything about you or, or have talked to you in the past 15 years more than a sentence or two. Right. They, they, they'll apply that, and then they will attack you so that they feel better about themselves. It's a, 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 like a... a I think there were some, uh, I read this article, they did some studies, basically when people are doing these attacks on Facebook, uh, the satisfaction, the dopamine rush mm -hmm. that they get yeah. from doing it, yeah. they, they, they plan out their words, they type them out, they send it, and then they get this dopamine feeling from, from some, some sort of sense, like I said, of satisfaction that they, they have conquered or done this mic right. drop. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then when they get their friends to jump in like vultures and encourage each other, it feels even better. Here's, here's the moral, you know? moral value. We don't have a war right now to fight, right? We don't have a common enemy that we can point to and say, 
this is evil. So they have to create that. Yeah. And the common enemy now is uh, a <laughs> conservative, something that's completely the, the basic. The, it's a common enemy now to just believe that the healthy family is the two parents <laughs> that stay married. You know, right, and well, teach normal and values teach normal values, and, and that, help pay for college. Yeah, and stuff. which has always been the healthiest model. Always yeah. will be the healthiest model. That right there is incendiary yeah. to say. Are you kidding me right now? That that's the moral ground, and that is a ground that is a hill that the other side's willing to die on to say that it, it is racist or it is because evil. they feel good because yeah. like i said that feeling that they get from doing the mic drop and then all of their friends chiming in like vultures slapping each other on the back and high-fiving each other it feels good and they all do it the reason they all continue to do it so much is because when it happens to one they're like oh that was a good experience for me so therefore i will do it to somebody who lines up with the same ideologies and god forbid i say or believe anything that contradicts what i did last week because then it makes me look foolish. Yeah. This is all a part of cancel culture. Um, Brian Cranston recently has been calling out cancel culture. Elon Musk. It makes me happy to see these celebrities do it. Um, Rowan Atkinson, the guy who played Mr. Yeah. Bean and John yeah. Angus, he, he actually equates cancel culture um, to, uh, let's see, a, the digital equivalent of uh, the medieval mob roaming the streets looking for someone to burn. Yeah. And that's accurate. Yeah. It's a witch hunt. It's Very a witch accurate. hunt. And that, now, and that's now what the, witch, doing. the witch is somebody that says something you don't agree with. Right. It, tri it triggers them and makes them want that, <laughs> that mic drop dopamine again. Right. Rather than seeking, roaming the world, seeking for friendship and, uh, you know, community and fellowship. They, they don't care about that. Right. That's not what they want. It's less beneficial. They don't get that, <laughs> mic, that fancy mic drop. Yeah. yeah you, you don't. <laughs> You don't get the dopamine rush of feeling like you've just fought a war, but you've made a friend and that's a lifelong relationship and like there aren't better benefits from that, you know, right? long term, better benefits from like not being an asshole and um, treating other people the way you would like to be treated and having mutual respect, even if you don't agree with somebody's perspective, understanding that, you know, that we as a nation, are founded on the principle that people ought to be able to just kind of live and let live. Right. Right? Th that's what this whole nation is about. I, I, I have uh, my, my core values and worldviews and, and, and beliefs, but part of living in this country is believing that people ought to be able to have free speech, yeah. even if it's incendiary. Or right? insane. Yeah. Or right. insane. This is like a, a and, and I'll have to say this um, beforehand. I, if you want to have this conversation, if you want to like take whatever I'm about to say and then think one thing, reach out to me. We'll talk about it. That's that's fine. Um, basically, like free speech should not be infringed upon. Even like I said, if it's somebody or like you were saying, if it's somebody completely insane, i.e. Nazis. Right. Let's see. We see. Uh, let's say we see a resurgence of Nazis show up. Um, I truly believe in my heart that they should be allowed to say whatever they feel like saying. That doesn't mean I agree with them, but the problem we run into is if I cancel them, if I draw my line, like, Hey, I, I don't think that being a Nazi is okay at all. Not even it's horribly offensive to humanity in general. So therefore I will arrest you for your, your views and speech, regardless of your actions. Right. I'll arrest right. you. Yeah. That's yeah. that there's a difference between the thought someone you're right. allowing them to have and the action that you're allowing right. them to take. So if I, if I arrest them or kill them or condemn them or, or silence them because of that, what, what's happening here is I'm doing that to them because I'm offended. Right. That's the standard. Now, if that's the standard for me and, and with my worldviews, then you go on the other side of the spectrum and take the Nazi, for instance. And I, you know, I'm, I, I'm married to a person of Jewish, you know, right. heritage in general. Right. So right. it's, it's yeah. like, so uh, that's... Or she was. At some point, yeah. Her family was. So I, I now get condemned. She now gets condemned by them, and they're allowed to do the same thing to me because we've made the societal standard of if it offends me personally... 
then I can go silence it. Right. And that's, that's a huge problem. So the, the, um, there is a natural remedy to these kind of things, which for whatever reason keeps on just getting ignored. Like, like we're just, we're all underdeveloped or something or cavemen wandering around. If you're not woke, uh, if Nazis showed up and started spewing their stuff, there are societal consequences, right? I'm not going to talk to these people. Yeah, I'm not going to go silence. I'm not going to go cut off the electrical whatever to their house. I'm not going to go throw them in prison. I simply just won't be around them. I won't listen to them. I won't buy their products just of my own opinion, my own convictions. And that's the way that it works in society. Westboro Baptist Church is not endorsed by me. No, I'm not endorsing them. You know why? Because what they say is crazy. Yeah. And well, honestly, if you don't let them have their venue, and 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 release the crazy so to speak out into the world ultimately that that crazy falls in on itself like yeah. westboro baptist i don't know that it will it it can make another 10 years because everyone's left everyone's left yeah the family kept excommuning its members i mean the church itself was essentially a family one family and people that marry into that family and now they're all excommunicating each other in such a way that, you know, it's like the, I guess the strongest uh, spokesperson they had initially was um, his daughter. Because by the time they had like YouTube pages and all of that stuff, he was already Fred Phelps is the mm. name of the, the start, the guy that founded it. He was already so old. that It was really his daughter that had like a legal degree that kind of became the spokesperson for it. Uh, but she's kind of on the old end too. So it's that passed on to um, the younger generation, their daughters and their daughters met and had discussions because of social media and online stuff, outreach from other people that honestly wanted to get to know her and made relationships with her and did that whole golden girls thing. She looked up and thought, yeah, I've been living a lie. Mm-hmm. And she stepped away from that church. And she stepped away about the same time they excommunicated her, you know. In stepping away, she got excommunicated. Big surprise. Well, they also excommunicated Fred Phelps. <laughs> At some point, the one of the younger son-in-laws or whatever uh, grabbed, or the maybe it was the daughter, grabbed power and decided they were going to excommunicate the founder, the father. Right? They... they you want to talk about a serpent eating its own tail, mm-hmm. you know? And that didn't happen because we came in and shut down their website. That didn't happen because we we made it so that they can't protest anywhere. That happened organically yeah. because their crazy ultimately will consume itself. Where, where chaos ensues, destruction follows. Yeah, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. And I think to a large part degree, and that's what I tell people too who are like really concerned right now, um, because we're in that situation again, and it happens pretty often, quite honestly, in one's lifetime, where um, the the side you didn't vote for now has control of the White House mm-hmm. and the House and the Senate, you know, and that's where I am. The other side's got it right now. Well, what's the concern? And I'm like, man, just sit back and wait and see if they actually do anything with this. Right. Because now that as soon as they don't have a common enemy, which is me, which is the Republican Party, whatever, to to fight against is the big evil. Now they've got the power. Um, they've got the majority, whatever. They'll realize they don't have so much in common. Yeah. Right. That they all hate each other too. Well, you're, you say and that. Ultimately, and ultimately, they're going to be like, ah, nah, nah, like they always have. Yeah. Like they always have. So, first step before we start worrying about building our bunkers and, and starting, <laughs> you know, collecting your food is set back, take a minute, take a breath, and watch them first and see if they don't consume each other in this ploy for power. Because that's usually what happens, and they don't get anything done oh, it's, anyway. It's already started. Yeah, you, you got so you got Pelosi and uh, AOC getting attacked by each other. Right, they're attacking each other on on camera in interviews now. At this point, not not phys- not like in person. I'm saying just yeah, one, that, one's calling the other one out, right. the other one's calling her out. Yeah, it's, it's just nasty. It's so there's a bad relationship there. And then also, um, I've seen on on my Facebook uh, feed and and actually a couple other people's as well. There there are a lot of people that have voted for Biden that are now just angry with him. 
Right? The, the <laughs> whole, took long. It's, it He's not even no, in office And yet. it's like, it's the, they're the very people that are like, we have to vote for Biden so we can become a more democratic nation. And then you turn right around and it's like a... And he's not democratic or socialist enough. Right, exactly. Enough. He's not. He's not radical enough. After all and, that talk he he put out about like, oh yeah, it's systemic racism, and we need to defund our police. And he's I, just they, they're going to the realize That's this all is this was. This is the same guy that had that whole tough on crime, like right. it was behind all that. So which is it? You know, we're going to find out. He he's not it's, as <laughs> as socialist uh, favoring as you think. No, he got the vote. Now he's in, and you know, again, I say just sit back, guys. To those that you know are are listening as conservatives and are just scared at this point, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, I think just wait for. A I bit. think we'll be okay before we start panicking on things. Let's take a second, breathe, and wait and watch. And and well, I mean, I you, don't you remember, think they're going to accomplish anything. I, I think I think that mo- most elections in general, that at least that I've you know been alive for, I can I can say there's always some kind of crazy discourse between the parties and everybody thinks the world's going to end. Um, when, uh, yeah, when Obama won, I think it was down to what uh, Romney and McCain, mm-hmm. those were the, the candidate mm-hmm. choices or whatever. Uh, it went to Romney. It was between Romney and, yes. and Obama. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the South part, it was, it was so bad in the, uh, Christian conservative community. They all freaked out so much that South park actually made a full episode based off of the world actually ending mm-hmm. Or they think it was, and they 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 played yeah. it off. It was like the the all the candidates were in this ploy to steal some diamond. They made it really funny. Yeah, I don't. I, once again, not a, a official yes <laughs> endorsement. official endorsement. They, yeah. Anyways, the the whole point I'm getting at is, uh, I think I think we can all take a breath and realize that these career politicians are just going to sit on their hands for four to eight years, and we'll get somebody else and. And they'll get rich. And they'll get rich. They'll yeah. get rich. In it's interesting meantime. how they how they go into office um, with like what is two two or four hundred thousand dollars salary. I can't remember, but they come into the office worth like I don't know maybe a million two million, and they leave worth like twenty eight million on a yeah. <laughs> on a salary of four hundred thousand a year. I mean, I guess you can kind of grow your your but you see, yeah. But realistically, look at though, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter Biden. I'm not going to go there. Don't go there. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll we go there talk about getting rich. Yeah. He doesn't even have to play the political game. His dad <laughs> you know, does. yeah. And he's still raking it in, raking yeah. it in. And he's a crackhead. <laughs> go get rich and be a crackhead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Cancel culture and free speech. And this idea that uh, uh, the president, still the president, he's still the president for a few more days. Um, that uh, uh, a company like Twitter can come along and and completely silence him, cut and him off, and accuse him, yeah, completely accuse cut him, him off. of everything that happened. Now, I, you know, I think that that uh, with the whole like siege on the Capitol, that there probably was some plan in in effect. I don't you know how one would prove that. Uh, I know I saw a post from like a. NPR or something reporting that um, the Capitol had just been seized by like white nationalists or some crap like that. But the issue was the timestamp on the post was at 9:30 that morning. Mm. It I watched it happen in real time, and it wasn't happening at 9:30 in the morning. It was much later. Right, it was much. It was like noon, one o'clock. I, right, I, like, I would argue uh, before they busted in there. And you said there's a picture it, that you saw. It, it, they, it is like a reporting that it was happening in real time, but the timestamp on it was nine thirty in the morning, Wednesday I, morning. I, it, I would say it's possible that was probably fabricated. You know, I, uh, that there was a. They got in there awfully easy. Yeah. Right. Like there's Look, there's a lot there's, of there's a there's a lot to be said that there might have been something else and someone else kind of behind the scenes kind of orchestrating all this. Was it Trump though? I don't think so, honestly. Well, I've I been, don't. I've been I, none of those since, people were on his payroll for sure. As a as a Trump supporter, which I've been a Trump supporter since the first election, I this election I've been a Trump supporter still. As one, I can still I can honestly say ever since the um the first debate i've been disappointed with the way he's handled things yeah yeah he he has a personality that turns people off and yeah. and an unwillingness to accept when things are happening in real time right um uh he sees himself 
better than he ought to uh, when it comes to public opinion. Um, but w- we all can go back and look and see there's not a point there in his speech or otherwise where he instructs people to go attack the Capitol and break their way in right. and hold it hostage, nor does he suggest that that will help their cause. Right. Right? It, it, it never happened. So, um, but on the basis that it did, according to Twitter, that's their excuse for shutting him down. However, I think somebody could say things a lot more incendiary on Twitter, and you pay for what you say. There are consequences, but I don't know that it should come at the loss of your free speech. Yeah. The consequences of ideas and thoughts, and when you put those thoughts out there and free speech, you'll pay for those consequences of those ideas if you've got bad ideas. Right or if you've got evil ideas, you'll pay for them. I don't know that it doesn't mean it, that it helps if it says let's not ever let's set it up so that we have society where no one is capable of putting out bad ideas or evil ideas. Right. Right. I don't know that you really can protect from that, other than to say we recognize evil when we see it, and we all kind of in one voice agree not to follow. Right. Not to. Not to. Uh, uh, step on that bandwagon or drink that Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. as it were. That doesn't mean we necessarily like, oh, we've got to take this post down or we've got to... And, and that is to say, there, there's some elements that aren't free speech. You, you can't get on somebody's Facebook page randomly and start putting up pornographic pictures. <laughs> That's not okay. We need to be able to shut that down. Yeah. Right? That's different. But somebody that's just going to say something stupid... They're gonna pay for saying something stupid. Yeah, in one in one way because or there there are consequences to those ideas. I don't know that we need to make the the Twitter Nazis um, are are our strong arms for uh, ex, uh, executing justice where the president's concerned. Yeah, right. The president's uh, actions of not being able to handle when it didn't go his way will work themselves out in his own life. Uh, if anything, Twitter shutting him off is only going to inflame him more. Well, it's going to inflame him, but then anybody that was... And anybody know. that like otherwise might have been like, see, there they go again. Just when they were about to be like, you know, Donald Trump really probably should... Um, Concede. Just, just accept this is over. Yeah. And go on. He's got a lot other things that he could do. And, and other businesses. He but could, then they go and do uh, something uh, like it, this. Yeah, and then they go and do something like this, and they were like, yeah, see, it's that left media. They're doing it again, and yeah. they're trying to silence our voices, and it's radicalizing. See, that, and that's why the First Amendment was put in place, is to protect free speech, because when you don't protect free speech and you're suppressing um, free speakers in general, you are... Uh, you're only allowing your political or um, social narrative to, to pass through onto a, a widespread listener base, especially when you're talking about um, modern day social media. Yeah. Right. You go to a liberal arts college like U of L when I went to even back way back in the day when I went there, you had people that would be out in the, what they call the, the kind of, quad area between two four buildings was kind of a, a place where there was like a recognized I guess free speech and people could come on who weren't college students at all but could come on that campus and could like whether they were Bible thumping or whether they were pushing um, uh, joining the Black Panther Party or <laughs> you know is regardless of what it might have been that I didn't agree with that was still the venue they could speak in right? They didn't get my signature. <laughs> right. Uh, in fact, um, there were, there, they'd hand out tracks to, you know, the, like you're going to hell da, 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 and just hand you this track thing. I had a collection going for a while where I would collect those just cause I was interested in like, why do people think this works as a form of evangelism? Well, as, as being a human being, you're, you're naturally curious and to develop yeah. into an adult. And a so person. I would take one. You, you, you do that. You, you look into that stuff. You, you read material and you look at videos to make decisions in your own life, make choices on your own personal belief system. Right. 
and and stripping the president of his ability to post tweets for for something that clearly and I think a lot of people can agree was not his direct fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stripping him of that takes away a lot of Americans ability to make their own decisions. I, I'd say yeah. even if it was, even if he had got on there and clear, which he didn't, but if he, if he had clearly said, all right, guys, it's time, Break grab your stuff and go <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, we would not be okay with that. But, but removing the, the, the free speech aspect of that, I don't know that that helps. In well, this situation. if he had done that, he would have lost half his support. Exactly. At, at like the very he, least, he would have lost half. The consequences would have been much more disastrous if you just let free speech do what free speech does. Right. That's why it works. Right. But right. now, see now, and now here, here's if, if you had not, or yeah, if they had not taken him off, um, like we had said a second ago, people wouldn't be so pissed at, at media. People wouldn't be deleting their Twitter accounts right now, you know, and that's, it, we can, we can all, um, we can all see kind of like from a distant view because we're it's it's interesting how outside the box everybody really is. We're all kind of outside the box. We're not really in the midst of what's happening. I don't control Congress. I don't right. control Facebook. I don't control Twitter. I just see news articles that talk about you know Elon Musk is moving to Texas. I just see articles talking about hey they're trying to put something into impeach yeah, Trump. Yeah, right everybody's now. leaving California right now. Yeah, we're, we're all outside the box. We don't get to operate. The, the problem is the box is where we get our primary source of information. Yeah. Right, and to <laughs> to limit what goes into that box or to limit what can come out of the box, um, I think is a, a an extreme injustice against humanity in general yeah. and, and the freedom of Americans. And another extreme example, since we've used a few extreme examples, but not an extreme in a moral sense, but an extreme in like, okay, that's just ridiculous, yeah. right? You can get on YouTube and you can start following the uh, rabbit hole of people that actually believe the earth is still flat. Right. Right. Or that, that Michael wrong. Jackson is still alive. Yeah. Or Elvis or any yeah. of those. They're, they're, those are all wrong. Right. And we know it. But it, it, t making it so that they can't be on YouTube, it, it you don't need to do that. Just let them have their voice. Because mm -hmm. most of us are going to see that and be like, ah, ha, ha. You know, it, we're not going to fall for that trap. Right. It helps more by allowing the crazy sometimes to be crazy. Yeah, because then we can see what that's just crazy, right? And <laughs> you, it gets a more unit. But if you shut them up, oh well, why are you trying to silence exactly. them? Exactly. Which now, is you've which added is, <laughs> legitimacy now to what they're saying. That's conspiracy theorist food. Right. Is what that is. Right. You you encourage the conspiracy theorists to continue. See, I was onto something. I was I was watching the president live. I was I was watching him try to overturn the the election, and then you shut him up. Oh, so Ooh, now it looks yeah. like he really was onto something. Yeah, you guys are wrong. It, it's right. just it's just fuel. Yeah, it's just fuel for a uh, an annoying fire that shouldn't exist. And uh, uh, as Americans and in this country, one of our precepts is that you are allowed to use these venues. And I understand Twitter is a privately owned, Facebook's privately owned, Google, but these are all like, if you shut that down, ultimately it, it creates this firestorm of what's the next thing to get shut down and then what we are left with, like if, if, uh, if we can't be on um, uh, Twitter, then we've got Parler. Well, then they shut Parler down. Like, they close their servers, too. Yeah. Right? It's like, so where does this stop, then? We have to make our I, own internet? I, th I think in this, see, this, this is... only so conservatives while, can be on? While I understand that they are privately owned and they can operate however they want, I, I think at some point um, we, we, we need... Uh, I guess I, I don't know if it should be the government because we can't really trust the government to do anything right by us any times, but yeah. there should be some sort of uh, interference that, that those avenues are now some of the biggest um, communication platforms in, in the, in, in the world. They are, they are the biggest, the leading communication method in the world. You know, I mean, you can call somebody on the cell phone, but if you want to talk to them directly and send them a message, you're jumping on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, you're getting your information. It, it is a media outlet. It is a communication outlet and, and restrictions need to be put on those. Uh, I think, you know, yeah. I, uh, congressional or, 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 you know, I guess what governmental um, restrictions need to be applied to these, these places so that they can't do this because once again, you, you have, um, I, and I don't know how many millions of Americans, I know there's a lot of people on Facebook, 
millions of probably tens and 50 million some odd i don't know there's so many millions of americans that use facebook to to sit there and suppress somebody's speech so that you can't hear what they have to say should be something that's chargeable should be something that is uh governable you know yeah well and the, to, to the, an extent of the course. way to govern it was through uh <laughs> capitalism was through a free market Right, because then they figured out how to monetize with ads and all of that. But if you start shutting people up, then they don't have a voice. Then you don't. Yeah, it's like cutting your customer base. Yeah, right. Uh, It's not wise, and they 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 come at it from a standpoint of well, we don't want their money anyway. Uh, Yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You still want the the ability to be able to monetize. um, I I like how their interests. Whenever whenever they come up with these ideas, at the very beginning, they're like, "I'm I really want to make a bunch of money off of this and be super successful." And once they get the money, like it was never about the money. It's all about this uh, making the world a better place. It's easy to say when you have you know fifty million dollars sitting in your bank and you haven't worried about a bill since two thousand four. Yeah, you know. And, and, and the idea of making a better place all of a sudden, again, requires more, not less, um, um, structure uh, uh, policing in that process. Um, whereas they want, they say tolerance, we should have tolerance, that, but yet they want to create whole, I guess, uh, uh, jobs for people to uh, subjectively decide whether or not someone and what they said can be allowed on the platforms that we're all on already. Right. Right. Um, and, and I, there are consequences for what people say and, and do. And yeah, to some extent we do have to like monitor. Cause again, I made that, um, example of somebody who just randomly gets on there and puts pornographic, yeah, something totally inappropriate and unrelated, whatever. And we don't want that, right? We want some kind of monitoring so that we can have what we have and some jerk not come in and and ruin it for everybody. Um, the, (laughs) I can't, I can't right now, even when, when I get a phone call and it could be a legitimate business phone call of somebody who might be interested in the service that I offer. But if I answer every time the phone rings, I'm going to be wasting my whole day on cold calls, people trying to sell me something. That's not what I'm in business for. I'm in business to offer my service. I'm not interested in somebody else trying to get me to change my website or my phone service or whatever it is, right? They're cold calling me. So I have it set up that it's not even going to ring if it doesn't already know the number, so someone either has put their number on my website or they've called and left a message so that I can then put them in the phone and then I'm going to... But I had to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the cold calls were, right? And and they're ruining the whole platform of the telephone by <laughs> advertising, yeah. right? Because there's no... the I've had to monitor it myself in such a way now that I'm having to screen calls through my voicemail if I don't if it doesn't automatically know the phone number and that's not what I went in business to do I didn't intend on doing that that happened initially I answered every phone call because it could be somebody asking for lessons and I wanted to talk to them directly right but I can't do that now just because that's how bad we need more policing in that realm um, yet they've gone lax and yet they want to put all the policing on what people comment or state or say off of a Facebook post or Twitter or YouTube video, right? Um, it's like focus your direction, your attentions in the right direction here. Right. If you want to monitor something, hey, let's get our phones back. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Do you really want to talk to this person that you're about to call or are you just calling to annoy them? Uh, for a service that you offer and you don't have any reason you're like flipping through a, a, or you bought a, f- a phone list. Yeah. Right. You know, I hate that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> there, there can be some good things sated with some kind of moderation on there, but, uh, but there's a point and, and we have already collapsed it far where, exceeded. Yeah. That point, where, sure. where we're uh, crushing this idea of, of free speech. Now, right. 
um, over the uh, golden calf, the idol of uh, tolerance, coming from um, a worldview at this point that I, it's like that meme of the picture of uh, Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride. I would be like, tolerance. I do not think that means what you think that means. I don't think you understand what that word means anymore. These people that want to throw out tolerance and you should have tolerance and tolerance and tolerance and tolerance. How many people have you canceled? Yeah. How many relationships have you like destroyed, thrown in the trash can? What's How many people have you publicly humiliated? Yeah, you know, yeah. Let, let's not let's not ignore that too, because there there is a point of that. Like some of some of the um, the, the backlash that, that you know somebody receives from just putting their political opinions online. Once again, when when the vultures swarm and high five each other and slap their buddies on their backs for saying a good job and antagonizing somebody, that individual is now uh, embarrassed. Like, it's embarrassing. You have no idea how to defend yourself, and they make you look like a fool in front of people. You know, I, I get it. It's social media, but, I mean, there's that's how the, the entire modern world operates now. Yeah. We all communicate via Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That's how we do it. So it is basically the equivalent of a public tarring and feathering, yeah. depending on who you're, who you're doing and who your audience is. And that's wrong. Wait, yeah. wait, since when, it was, when was it right to, uh, d- to demean people publicly? Since when was it okay, and when do we start teaching people that that somehow is the uh, the moral high ground? When you can make a, a fool out of somebody who doesn't believe what you believe, and then high five each other. Um, man, I I wish I had the verse. There's a there's a verse that talks about you know selfish people, and they, they eat their cake in in private. And it's delicious, and it's a really phenomenal analogy for this kind of thing, where they get away with absolutely abhorrent, disgusting behavior, and then congratulate each other on it. Yeah, it's sickening. Well, and I, that's not to say that we should call out evil when we see evil, right? There's there's the um, um, recognizing that God, this we definitely don't live in a time where society as a whole looks at the world or expects of the world the same thing that the revealed wor- uh, word of Scripture does, what God expects of us. We are not... We are not on a train that is headed towards holiness, right? And I think even the most woke person who believes they're in the higher, you know, they've got the moral high ground uh, for believing the current narrative. Whatever, whatever that it is, is now. Yeah. yeah. The, the current narrative, they've, they've checked all the boxes. They've got all their intersectionality and, you know, all of that correct. And they believe everything the way you're supposed to believe so that they can't get canceled right now. They would say they've got the moral high ground. Would they say they are in a movement towards holiness? No. They'd recognize that's not the goal. Right. They're not trying to be holy at all, which is the whole point of Scripture. The well, Word then, of God will drive us toward holiness. I'm sure. Right? I'm sure if you could break that down and like ask that individual, like, what is your what is your motivation for life? And they say, well, I want I want to be bring peace. I want to I want to I want to love. I want to have a good fun life. I want to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy my friends and family. I want to help people. But then your actions do not represent what you claim. Something's wrong. Either one or the other, and and, and both both are both are a constant lie to live in. Yeah. I wonder how much uh, um, the if you're holding people accountable to and and how they behave. It's common like a youth ministry lesson that you're giving to the kids and taking them back. Are you a different person when you're at school with your friends than you're at home, and a different person when you're at church? Does your personality change as you go to these different places? Mm-hmm. Right. That's one of those lessons that you know we kind of work on because. The, the more um, uh, consistent a, a student can be in all of those areas, the more um, sure they are in their own personality, right? The more confidence they have in their own, uh, and they don't have to feel like they're being a different person for a different, uh, for the sake of popularity or for the sake of the yeah. group that they're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So that's, you know, just to kind of, in, in the process of as we grow up, particularly when we get to those teenage years, that becomes a real thing. You, right. you can change your personality based on who your friend group is. And you can have separate friend groups and those those types of personalities change. I think the same thing can be said now when you're hanging out at your parents' house around the dinner table 
are you a different person from when you're the keyboard warrior later? And what you're willing to say online to some stranger or somebody you don't really have to worry about because you're not talking to them face-to-face than the polite person you are when you're sitting at the dinner table with your family, right? Now, be that polite person also when you are on the... And just don't be a keyboard warrior because <laughs> quite Gosh. honestly, yeah, those they're just annoying and um, they don't make the world a better place yeah. in that process. If you want to change people, if you want to change uh, the way they think, you have to do that with relationship. I mean, it's just not going to happen because you you uh, cut them down a peg on Facebook or you cut them down a, a peg on Twitter or you completely silence them on one of those platforms. That that doesn't help. That's not the direction uh, that we want to go as a nation if we're going to continue to affirm free speech. And if you're not going to continue to affirm it, admit that. Right. Admit that. It's say, no... We, we, as a society, decided free speech is a bad thing, and we're just simply going to take it uh, take it away so that those of us who are still patriots can stand up and say, well, no, I'm afraid that that is one of those hills on which we will die, right? Yeah. That We're not okay with that. Um, but they won't admit that. <laughs> they're going to say that they're for free speech. And like Bill, when we started, I was like, I don't like agreeing with Bill Maher yeah. on anything, but I do on this. And he, he has said classically that liberalism and being a liberal is all about having free speech and affirming free speech. And liberals are taking away free speech. Right. They, they have placed themselves against it, and he's embarrassed by that. As I said, or as we said previously, specifically when everything is cordial, peaceful, and tolerant, it's time to raise a stink. Yeah, yeah. You, you got two people that have agreed to disagree on something and go on and have a a relationship regardless. And yet you feel like you have to insert the, the cause that should divide them in your mind. Um, it's, it's, why is it anyone's job to police somebody else's relationship, friendship, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. because, um, there is something conflictive within their worldview. If they've come to a, a place of balance on that, they come to a place where they can have mutual respect. And it may be at some point they still have a hard conversation and maybe a mind gets changed. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a hard conversation that they revisit on, on multiple occasions and no mind ever gets changed. And nonetheless, that's still much more effective when you can step back and say, you know, I never agreed with so-and-so on such-and-such, but... I sure did enjoy their company. Yeah. You know, um, that that's still a better place to land right. than the direction we're going right now. I don't like the job they do, but last night was fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a great place to stop. Um, if you guys like this podcast, if you've been enjoying it, please share it with your friends and family. We are on Facebook. Um, we are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a whole slew of other ones I just don't feel like mentioning right now. Or at least right now we are. They haven't taken all that away. <laughs> We're not popular We're not enough. popular enough that they're going to cancel us and, and remove our, our uh, ability to be on yeah. <laughs> these, these uh, venues yet. In, in which case, I'll be uh, at the town square just screaming That's at the top right. of my lungs. So. Um, <laughs> Um, Yeah, as always, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And this is the Silent Planet Podcast. We will catch you guys next week.